Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In any relationship, even really good ones, there are hurts that can build up and need to be forgiven if you want to grow your relationship into that next level of emotional closeness and connection. Today, I'm going to cover the problems you have when you try to forgive, why it's good for you to even do it, and how to forgive someone who hurt you in just five steps. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy you're here. We're here. We're in my office. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see my lovely office behind me. I do not have this kind of nice real estate in my house because I have kids uh, (laughs) who, of course, touch and take over everything. Uh, It's great to be with you today. I'm actually recording this the day before my birthday. It's not when it comes out, but it's the day before my birthday. So, you know, I'm feeling that birthday week energy try not to feel too old, you know, trying to get to it. Anyway, that's enough about me. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I'm really excited for this topic because I, if you've been, you know, listening, I had Robert Enright on my podcast uh, recently. That episode would have come out a few weeks before this, talking about how forgiveness is a choice. And today we're going to get down to more of the nitty gritty about that. Like really, again, like kind of a five-step process. What I did with him was a little bit, you know, sort of bigger. uh, And uh, this is now getting a little more uh, micro. And, you know, you could, so I think this podcast is for everyone because you'd be amazed what you have to forgive in life. But Uh, You might be someone who brings up old resentments from the past with your partner. Maybe you feel like, uh, you know, your dad has been insensitive and hurt your feelings. Uh, Maybe you cook dinner or work hard at your job all day and your partner or whoever doesn't say thank you. You could feel wrong by your sister and like she should have known better. 
Um, and of course, there's always the dreaded statement, if if he loved me or if she loved me, they would have done X. Or if they loved me, they never would have done Y, something like that. So <laughs> all of these are reasons that you should be sitting here with me today. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know, I think the other things that come up are things like you'd be surprised that you have to forgive or things like uh, your partner or maybe even a best friend forgetting something important, maybe an anniversary, a birthday. Maybe you mentioned that you were getting a promotion today and, and you know, nobody said anything. There are many situations that can lead to you feeling disappointed or frustrated, even enraged, hurt, all the things in your relationships. And for, you know, forgiveness isn't usually about a single event. I think people think of it that way. Well, you know, forgiveness is if one thing happened to me, but along, often it's about a long series of hurts uh, that kind of build up over time. And that's why we start to get more and more resentful about them. Bishop uh, Desmond Tutu, best quote ever about forgiveness, as far as I'm concerned, he said that without forgiveness, there is no future. And I know he was certainly talking in a bigger way, but this is very true. It really is for all your relationships. I'm just telling you, I've been doing this, we're getting closer to 40 years now. It's been 37 years. And I, it's just the thing I see over and over that eats people up, which is why I'm doing a little more on this topic. So, uh, let, so let's get to the problems you likely are having when you try to forgive. And this is where I see people get stuck and that's why they think they're not going to forgive. So uh, the number one, I think over everything is you confuse forgiveness with trust. Uh-uh. <laughs> Forgiving someone does not mean that you trust them again. You might never even speak to them again, but you can still forgive them. And, you know, in this way, you don't need to hold the fear that they'll take advantage of you if you think of it this way, right? Uh, and Dr. Enright, he might've even said it a few weeks ago when he was on the podcast, but he says, forgiveness is free, trust must be earned. And I love that. And maybe that was even, maybe he was quoting someone. I don't remember, but I remember him saying it. Uh, love it. So, and I do, you know, I do have, there's a video I did, it's on YouTube on the three keys to building trust in your relationship, in any relationship, really. It's the three keys to building trust. And I will link to that on the show notes page, you know, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast, you know, come on over to the page, this episode, I'll link it there. You can also just go on YouTube and you can search um, Abby Metcalf and, you know, building trust or something like that. And it'll pop up. And, uh, you know, while you're there, subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> and if you're watching me on YouTube right now, hey, hit the subscribe. Give me a like. Come on. We're right here. You're sitting watching. Let's do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I will link to that because that is a whole other topic I'm not going to get into here. The second big problem I see is that people are conditional about it. They say they forgive, but it's not really forgiveness. It's conditional. You know, it's only until you forgive, but only until the other person, you know, starts to act a certain way or act differently. And, you know, that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is all about this risk we're taking because, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen on the other side. And you just have to sort of go in with this kind of open heart about it. Again, doesn't mean that you open yourself up to get trampled or walked all over. That is not what we're talking about. The third problem I see or the reason people don't forgive is they think it means reconciliation. Uh, you might be worried that you're 
you know, your partner did something and you think if I forgive them, they're going to think this means, you know, I'm ready to have sex again. I'm ready to laugh with them, be happy, be whatever again. And that doesn't have to be what it means. Um, but I see that I'll have someone thinking, well, I'm not ready to be in a, you know, warm, intimate relationship with them. And if I forgive them, they're going to think we're back to normal. And so that is not what it means. Number four, you think you just need to move on or forgive and forget, and you can't or don't want to forget. And I get it. It's not true. You know, when we're hurt in such a uh, hard, in these difficult ways, it's never about, you know, forgetting that it happened. It's about having it not have the same hold on us that it did before. That's what it's about. Uh, the reason number five, I think people don't forgive is they think it means that the other person, you know, got away with something or that they're con you're condoning their behavior. Um, and you can't have your brother, dad, partner, friend thinking that what they did is okay. And you think if you forgive them, they'll just do it again and they should pay for what they did. And if I forgive them, there's no justice. And I do want to say that, and we talked about a little again in the end, right? Um, interview, forgiveness and justice are not the same. And seeking revenge or justice is a a big problem and a block to moving forward. And, you know, closure and all that crap, closure makes me crazy. It, it just doesn't, you know, life's not a sitcom. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's not all done in a, in a half hour and wrapped up with a pretty bow. It's just not how it works. And so the, the justice part of it, you have to separate out and um, that's different. Okay. The, and I think I have seven reasons. So reason number six, you think it's impossible that your feelings towards this person will ever change. So why try? And actually, I think I just do have six reasons. So never mind. <laughs> it's the last one. So, and this idea that no matter what, that my feelings are never going to change. And uh, so why even bother? And again, you'd be shocked how feelings can change. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But so, and really, well, let's talk, actually, let's jump into the definition of forgiveness. So when, to me, and I think this is held by many, the definition of forgiveness is when you no longer feel resentment towards someone, you feel, you know, has unjustly hurt you. And instead, you actually replace that with either, um, with really what I want is compassion or even, you know, kind of benevolence. Uh. Uh, for that person, even knowing they don't deserve it. It's not about them deserving it. It's about you and them not having a hold on the real estate in your brain. You forgive because you want to change the relationship you have with that person, even if you never see them again. If you stop feeling resentful and thinking about that person all the time, you've changed the relationship. I want to say that again. If you stop feeling resentful, if you stop thinking about them, if they start if they stop having all this real estate in your brain, all this time, all this energy, which it really doesn't deserve if you think about it, you've changed the relationship. You no longer have the same relationship with them. And that's what you're doing. They no longer have any control over you and your feelings, which they shouldn't. If you feel so wrong by someone, why would they have why should they get this time, your valuable headspace and your time? And that's why. I'm telling you that forgiveness is so important because, and and you hear it a lot, I know, but it's the truth. 
it is about you and helping you. You don't have to care about this other person. You don't have, have ever even have to want to speak to them again. But forgiveness, it's, you know, we say a lot, it's paradoxical. Uh, you know that old saying, it's better to uh, give than to receive. And you know how that's actually true? You know how that actually feels really good? You, <laughs> you end up feeling so good when you give. Well, it's true here. Forgiveness will set you free. It's really, I can't say enough about it. The, and the big key to forgiveness is to know that, is to know that it's not about letting the other person off the hook. It's about letting yourself off the hook. And it doesn't mean that your worst memories and thoughts just go away uh, and, and, you know, get all better. And there's puppy dog tails and rainbows where they used to be. It's not about that, but, but you can get better. You can let these things go. And I've uh, talked about it before on here. And those of you who write in and say I ramble, well, then maybe fast forward my little example. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be real and I'm going to be myself, which is that I had this huge trouble with forgiveness with my mother for many, many years. And it was hard. I got to tell you, I, boy, a lot of years, I, 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 I work hard on not regretting that because it is what it is. And I moved on and it got me to a point where I finally was miserable enough about it that I wanted to do something about it. And I was willing, finally, finally to work on this forgiveness. And it completely transformed my relationship with my mom. And when she died, I felt at complete peace with our relationship and what I had done. And I never thought that would ever, ever be possible. And uh, there's other people in my family who don't have that. And I listen to them and I watch them and I feel I feel empathy for them. I'm, I feel compassion. I know how hard it was to do. And they're still struggling with the hurt. And I get it. You know, people can hurt us in major ways. And I think especially you know, our parents, our partners, there's certain people that really stand out. And obviously you could have also been the uh, victim of a violent crime or something. I mean, they, those are whole, you know, there are all these levels of this, right, of forgiveness and who you might forgive. Um, but again, I want you to get better. What, how, what do I sell every week? I love you. I love you. I want you to feel different. And I am telling you that there's a miracle on the other side of this thing. And I, ju I just really want you to give it a try. So let me talk about the benefits of forgiveness really quickly uh, from the research. And one of the biggies that, is that it allows you to see that you're responsible for your own behavior. That, and that's huge because when we feel responsible for our behavior, we realize that we are in control. We have, you know, we feel self-efficacy. We feel agency in the world. It's a good thing to know that you are responsible for your life. It's a very good thing. And that you uh, have the power. That means you have the power, not other people, not what they think about you, not what they want to do, but you have the power. And that is an incredibly energizing, badass feeling that I want you to have. It, uh, research also shows that when a person forgives, their fear is reduced and they actually start being more emotionally mature. So, you know, showing anger in more appropriate ways, dealing with stress differently, you, you kind of grow up differently. It's amazing amazing that change. Uh, and then uh, forget it, anger and stress cause tons of physical symptoms. They exacerbate or make worse mental health issues. So we know that forgiving absolutely can improve your physical and mental health without a doubt. Again, I'll, I'll link to the research on the show notes page. And the other thing I really want to say is that when we don't forgive and we have this hate and resentment, it affects you 
way, you way more than it affects the person who hurt you. It does. They're, they're probably deal, going off, living their little happy life. I had someone write in recently about an ex-husband who was a narcissist and really hurt them. And now, you know, and now he's off, uh, you know, living his best life, honeymooning with his new wife in Europe. And she's sort of struggling paycheck to paycheck, dealing with the kids at home. And it's right. It's hard. And but I want her to feel better. And thinking about the, I mean, talk about someone who does not deserve a second of her emotional time and her thoughts, right? Huge. And actually the other piece to this that's really important is that your anger also affects the people you love. Even, so I let's even say, let's take it out of the, th- let's say you hate your boss. Let's say it's not even near your family. You're just angry, resentful at your boss. You know, uh, she's a jerk, he's a jerk, whatever. If you come home day after day in that bad, angry mood, in that negative mood, your family is 100% negatively affected and you are dreaming if you think they're not. They are absolutely picking up on that. You know, forgiveness is all about self-respect and you're now refusing to be controlled by this other person and you'll feel more in control of yourself, which will definitely have you feeling more confident. It'll increase your self-respect, your good feelings in the world. I I just can't say enough about how it's going to help you on every level and help the people around you. So uh, Dr. Enright, and we talked about this a little on the other podcast, but he did a study at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So I really want to talk about this and how hard it is to forgive, but where they set up tests with people experiencing specific kinds of anger, and they divided them into two groups. They educated one group on forgiveness, you know, this whole process, and encouraged them to forgive. And then the other group was what we call control group. So they just continued with regular therapy that they had had before. They didn't get any, uh, so it's not including this whole forgiveness piece. And the studies were able to demonstrate that the people who took the time to go through the forgiveness process absolutely became psychologically healthier on like a bunch of different markers. So And I want to say this, and I, again, mentioned it before, but there was two populations who participated in this forgiveness framework that were super notable to me. One were incest survivors. Incest survivors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, I can't think of a worse thing. Oh, I guess there are. But boy, that's at the top of the list for horrors. Um, and I, I, there was people, if you know read about these studies, there were people who were very clear, I will never forgive this person. I don't want to forgive this person. It is not on my agenda. 
and then later going through the process and forgiving their uh the people who perpetrated against them and absolutely feeling free that's the biggest thing they mentioned they felt freedom they felt uh transformed they felt like their whole lives had started again i mean again and then there was another group that was really interesting which who were men whose partners had gotten abortions against their wishes again a place where you feel really helpless i can see that you'd have a lot of resentment and anger it'd be very hard to forgive and when they tested the groups even and again they went through the same process and again showed great improvement and when they tested them even a year later they were still showing psychological improvement so incredible the the research uh, is amazing on forgiveness. And so it's not just like, isn't that a good idea? Okay. So I've given you why it's hard. I've given you probably why you don't and all that. And now I want to talk about the actual five steps to forgiveness. So, you know, let's just get to the steps of building your forgiveness muscle. And there's five of them that are pretty much repeated in various forms in all the research. And I'm going to take you through them right now. Now, if I do have a forgiveness masterclass on the website. So, and you do have to pay for that, but it, and it will take you through these five steps and it will give you way more, you know, it'll give you actual action steps to do to make all these happen. But I'm going to talk about the five steps here. Uh, so if you want to get that, go to the website, you can go to the abbymedcalf.com, you can go to the shop page, or you can go to the show notes page and, you know, there'll be a link to it uh, with this. So um, if you want to support me, it's a good thing to do. If you want to just support yourself, it's a good thing to do. If you don't want to buy it, you know, hey, we're all here. I still love you ever so much. Uh, okay, so let's get to it. Step one is to make a commitment. And I know this might sound interesting, but it's again, from the research, the best thing to do. You need to make a commitment to yourself to do whatever you need to do to feel better. And forgiveness is for you, not anyone else. You have to remind yourself that forgiveness, again, might not mean reconciliation with the person that hurt you. It's never condoning their actions. What you're after is finding peace for yourself. <laughs> this is about changing your worldview so you can change how you see and operate with the person you want to forgive. Remember, you're, you're changing that relationship, even if they're dead, even if they're not there, but you have to make this commitment first. It's so important. And so you've got to just say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to do it. I'm just, I'm in and I'm going to do it. And again, the masterclass has some ways to uh, solidify that. Okay. Step two, there's no closure. <laughs> what did I say earlier? Closure makes me crazy. There's no closure. Don't wait for an apology. That's right. You, you're probably not going to get an apology. If you're waiting some, for someone else to apologize, it means that person still has control over you. It means the ability to take action is out of your hands and in someone else's. And someone you're pissed at, no less. Someone you, you maybe even hate. Isn't it time to put yourself back in the driver's seat? Isn't it time to take your power and control back? How long are you going to let this person have a piece of yourself? I, I'm begging you to stop. You don't get closure from someone else. You get it from yourself. And I'm going to tell you right now, life's too short to wait. You want it, get it enough. Stop looking at them. All right. And again, I got ways to do that. <laughs> Step three is you got to acknowledge. And we talked about this on the Enright uh, uh, podcast quite a bit. You have to acknowledge the anger or hurt that is on top. And, and acknowledge does not mean wallow in it. You've got to acknowledge it. 
not push it under the you know proverbial rug, but wallowing in it is bad too. So don't speak to 10 different people about what you need to forgive because you'll get 10 different opinions and it gets confusing, you know, to know what you're thinking. So instead, you know, choose a special person to speak to, maybe two. I always give people two because that could be like a therapist or a friend you trust and do it in confined way and space. But you do have to acknowledge the hurt. You do have to talk about it. You do have to get real about what's there. That's really, really important. And again, usually it's anger and resentment and getting to those first is, is, is key. All right. Then now that we've done those three steps, step four is to get perspective. Now you're ready because you're ready now. You're ready to get some perspective now. If this is something that happened 10 years ago, remember that you're not upset about something now, but something old. The hurt is past. So if you're treating it like it's happening now, that's a problem. And you can ask yourself some constructive, you know, questions in here. And again, I do a lot of those uh, uh, in the masterclass. Um, But you really, you got to step back, you know, and think about what you might have learned or not learned um, from what happened. And I'm going to say that, you know, I worked with a couple, this, this was a little bit ago now, but they've been together like 14 or 15 years and the wife had an affair that lasted about three months, maybe four months. And the husband just couldn't get past of it. And he started, you know, in therapy, he'd say, she's a liar, she's a cheater. And and he would talk about her in this way. She's, she lies, all this stuff. And, and I want to be real. The wife definitely did a super yucky, not okay thing. And she did lie and cheat for these like three or four months. Maybe it was four months. I mean, it was somewhere in there. But I want to say this in general, it was not her personality. She was, in in general, an honest, devoted mom and wife who had, I mean, a serious lapse in judgment. It was not okay. Again, there's no way to make it okay. I'm not going to try to make it okay. But I want to be clear, there was no history of this before or after. And I saw them over the course of two years, like on and off for about two years. But he continued to label her from this sort of one time thing. I know it was four months, but this one time thing in their relationship. And to me, that was a really good time for perspective. And we kept coming back to that. And he had lots of evidence and proof of this other way she was most of the time. I mean, here's the deal. Like I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a very thoughtful driver. I, I like to let other people in I like to, you know, I'm I'm kind. I, you know, I I don't think I have to be first. I don't race people. And I've been an asshole on the freeway. I have I've cut people off without knowing. I've done or I have known in a moment I made a bad choice. <laughs> I it, you know, I've done some jerk things driving. I have. I have. I I I've, you know, I've you know, gone around a long line. Uh, you know, I've done some stuff. I don't usually do it. 98% of the time I don't do it, but there's been some times I have. And it doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. Now, I understand that we're not, and I know you're right now going, Abby, you can't compare cheating on your on your partner with, you know, driving. And you're right. You, you do not compare these two. What I'm saying is we all, if you looked at yourself, you would definitely know that you did some jerk things in your life, that you have done things you regret, you have done things you wish you hadn't done, all the good stuff. And to... What a horrible thing to have your whole life be uh, written around that one act. 
And so I'm not saying again that this husband should have just been like, oh, forgive and forget. Oh, good now. Well, it's mostly good. So we're okay and move on. I'm saying you do the process and you you get angry and you look at it and you acknowledge it, but that you also do whatever it takes. You'd make that commitment to do whatever it takes to forgive, that you really uh, you know, get yourself in this process so that you really talk about it so that you can you know, get past it, but you have to get some perspective about it. You can't just draw, you know, a big broad brushstroke over the whole thing. Um, in the same way that if you had, I don't know, an act of violence uh, committed against you, which again is horrible. I've had them committed against me. It's horrible. And somewhere, somehow you've got to get perspective on the rest of your life. If you then lock yourself in your home and never go out again, even though, you know, one thing happened in 15 years or something, again, you got to get some perspective. You got to figure this out. And then step five is to really, this is connected to it. You got to stop the replay. It's you got to stop replaying this event and because you're re-stimulating it over and over in your brain. If you find yourself during your day remembering anything about whatever the hurt was, I really want you to practice breathing, <clears throat> excuse me, or meditation when the thoughts come up so you can calm your nervous system and disengage that fight, flight, or freeze response. Because when you think about it, you put yourself in state. The more you replay a negative event or conversation in your head, the more negative you're going to feel. The feeling gets more entrenched in your neurocircuitry and you start to twist what happened and what was said to make it closer to how you're feeling. And you lose a lot of that step four, a lot of that perspective in a big way. I've done tons of stuff on your negative brain and all the things that happen when you think negatively and how you actually skew what happened when you keep playing it over and over in your head. And I will link to that in the show notes. Again, abbymedkeff.com forward slash podcast. Come to the show note page. I'll link to those, the negative thinking um, podcasts that I've done. So you really, when you're having, when you're tripping on something, you know, when you're thinking about it over and over, one of the easiest things you can do is just say, is this helpful? Is thinking about this over and over and replaying it like a movie in your head helping you? Are you feeling happier and lighter? Are, I seriously doubt it. It doesn't help to do the replay. You're just focusing on being right, not happy. You're focusing on, you know, yeah, this happened and I need revenge or closure or whatever. It's time to focus on being effective, not correct. You are absolutely right. I love you. I hear you. You are correct that this thing should not have happened the way it did over the time or the one-time event. I get you. But if you're miserable, what are you really doing? You have now taken, you know, some events and created a whole life from them. And I don't want you to do that. I really don't. So that is the five steps and I want to say, you know, again, forgiving, I just want to wrap up with this. Forgiving doesn't mean you deny that you've been hurt. To me, it's it's really the opposite. You have to admit that you've not only been hurt, but that you have the right to feel that way. No guilt is needed. You can't decide to change your feelings. You can't just decide. You can't say, oh, I'm not angry anymore and expect it to work. You, But you can take action to change your thoughts, which will then change how you're feeling. Remember, we feel the way we think. So we've got to get in charge of this. And once again, if you want to go deeper on this issue, I have my forgiveness masterclass where I go deeper into these five steps. Uh, you can get that on the website. 
Uh, you can also download my free mindfulness starter kit also on, you know, there uh, so that you can start to really feel more mindful in a day-to-day way, um, which will help you notice when you're having the negative feelings so that you can stop them. Okay. Whew. That's it for today. I'm really happy you were here with me. I always am. I, I, I know I got Jewish mother shouty a few times, but I feel really strongly about this topic. I really, really do. I just, it's probably the number one thing I've seen over and over that literally changes relationships, that literally changes lives. I wrote about it in my book, How to Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. It's a full chapter dedicated to it. And again, I have action tools connected there. So if you've already bought my book, uh, you can go look there. And there is a bonus toolkit available if you look in the chapter. So go to the bonus toolkit with lots of action steps. If you really want to work on it that way, that's fine. I don't care how you work on it. I just want you to work on it. <laughs> I have lots of ways you can do it. So please, please really give this gift to yourself and entertain if you if it's really far from you, this idea of forgiving. I love you. I thank you for hanging out with me. I know you have a lot of ways you could spend your time. So I always like when we're together and I will talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.